to 103rd Avenue. Uh, we are here with Abdus, myself, and Vinyl partying below us. So if you hear any uh, extra loud music, just know that uh, there's a party going on, just not right here. Right now. If you want to know where we've been over the past few hours, we were at Joe Rojas annual meetup bash where he discussed how he helps coach businesses into executing on strategy and process to generate revenue yeah. as a bottom line. But most importantly, outside of the revenue, is that he helps companies build a culture, a mission, helps them recruit a proper team, helps them identify the most important data aspects of their organization, helps companies reinforce their process to incorporate the most important elements of their organization, helps companies identify the hurdles, helps companies leverage technology, and finally helps companies mentor other parts of their organization to reinforce the values, team, data, technology, and essentially creates you know a robust organization culture and a robust business model that helps companies remain sustainable uh, to continue offering the products and services that they do. With that said, George, you know you're not consistently, or you're not daily focused on, I guess, how a small business operates from a professional level, although, you know, your father operates a small business, and so you, you have a definitely an ingrained sense of what it's like to be a small business owner, but just from a professional standpoint, you know, this wasn't a fancy technology conference or some big data cybersecurity conference, but it was kind of just a, this is how you build some of the fundamentals of your company, and that's and how you build these fundamentals can help translate to some outcomes. What do you think about the event? I think that Joe has a way of getting the right people to ask the right questions. Uh, starting with the questions of what your values are, what your mission is, what your goal that you want to achieve is, and then asking you the questions, the right questions on how you can get there, right? Sometimes it's not as easy as saying, I want to get here, okay, now let's go. Sometimes you have to actually formulate a strategy, and as Joe is discussing, maybe jump some hurdles in order to get there so it was it was definitely a time well spent uh listening to someone who had a lot of knowledge to share thank you thank you so with that said you know for all you business owners out there who are making money but looking to how you can take your revenue generation and your clients experience and your team growth to the next level, you know, I would consider you looking at your system, looking at your process, looking at your core values, bringing that information all together to form a, you know, a, a robust strategy for, you know, not just your first week or month or year, but really looking out to five years, 10 years where you want to be and you know, if you implement Joe's process, you know, you kind of work back from that, right? You choose your 15 year plan, maybe there's only two or three things. Make a lot of money, sell a lot of products, 
build a lot of customers and then that's at year you know 10 or 5 but if you go to year you know 5 or 3 then you have to say develop you know uh, a data repository infrastructure build out your sales lead and CRM you know network with clients and then if you go to year 1 you got to say email Betsy at on Tuesday email John on Wednesday uh, create a job description for potential candidates. And so you can kind of see as you go from that long-term to short-term that the scope of responsibilities increases and increases. Uh, but it's more difficult, I guess, in some cases to create a long list of things to do than to get to a short thing versus if you have your short-term or your short uh, list of what you want, then you can work backwards into kind of the bigger list. But that bigger list doesn't become more of a hassle. It essentially comes more of a kind of a write-off so that you can get to your short-term, uh, not short-term, but your short, shorter task list, I guess. Yeah, I, I definitely think he, he iterated that in his in this conversation. It's, it's definitely about strategizing for the right goals and not just every goal. I mean, I think one of his clients who was there spoke to this and she said that she wanted to take on everything and, and Joe was really trying to get her to focus on, I, I think the number was nine items, but she just kind of wanted to do it all. And so in, in Joe's coaching and strategy, uh, while she didn't initially want to do just nine, I think the decision-making and the eventual, uh, the eventual process was to do a smaller list of actual actionable items than to try and do everything. And I think that came from having the idea of where you want to be and the process in order to get there. So without further ado, we'll take a little pause here and we'll get back to you. So apparently there's a concept that you shouldn't surround yourself with dumbass people. In addition to that comment, there is a philosophy that you're only as smart as, you know, the 10 people or five people that you know. On top of that, there's another philosophy that is, I want to be the dumbest person in the room so that I can learn from the smartest people. Oh. So with all of that said, well, no, actually, there's another philosophy. Surround yourself with people with good hearts. And so the question now becomes, do any of those statements apply? Can those statements be said without singling out individuals? Are individuals the ones who reflect these statements? Thus, people can be dumb and you shouldn't be around them. You know, it's not obviously not humans to decide, but I just want to understand how do these statements fit into life? I think what you're trying to get at means that there's a lot more statements than the ones you just said, right? Like, we'd have to think about what they are, but there'd be a lot more statements than just those. Let's let's do statement by statement and break statement by statement. Hold down. up. Do you surround yourself with people who are dumber than you? Is that is that a, is that a process that you decide on? I want to go differently. I want to ask... Well, what are we trying to answer by asking these statements? I'm trying to answer if there's certain people that shouldn't be in your life based on either their heart or based on either their intellect. Why wouldn't they be in your life? 
someone with intellect that's not smart why wouldn't you want them in your life that's not the question no I'm just trying to figure out why you wouldn't so you can determine why you would the assumption is that you as a human being want to live a life that you're going to enjoy and okay. flourish okay I think that's the assumption that's so the you rational choice there people there. in your life that help you achieve those things no 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 the goal, you asked the question, which was very important. The goal is that you want people who are going to help you flourish. No, no, no. You want to flourish in life. You want to okay. excel at your life. You want to enjoy your life, and you want to live comfortably in your life. And how do people get involved in that? The, the question now becomes, what type of people are you going to surround yourself to, to achieve that? Okay. That's, I think that's the simplest first way yeah. to start. And then yeah. I think there's more individual nuances yeah. there, but that's, that's where it starts. It starts with what start. you want that's in your life. And, I, and our assumption is that everyone who's hearing this would be like, this is what I want. Not specifically, but generally. That's, yeah, I just want a good that, people, what, good life. And usually dumb people fuck shit up. People do dumb things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like the concept of dumb. So if you want to argue that maybe no one's dumb, that's fair but like let's say someone who smokes in front of their kids today okay modern society under 30 okay who smokes in front of their kids okay how does that compare to someone who drinks is that person dumb how does that compare to smoking causes secondhand smoke which can cause cancer Okay. It's a scientific fact. Okay, so my parents both smoked, and I had asthma, right? Today, that's why I specified modern day. Dude, today, dude, under thirty. Dude, so today sorry. under thirty. Today uh, under thirty. Th- this information wasn't you're right. cigarette companies ran rampant. You're right. you're this right. information is like past thirty right. years. We were like, okay, this is not smart health. You're right. So today, if you're still smoking in front of your kids, as a young person growing up, educationalized to understand the difference between these things, you know what I'm saying. This isn't focused on our parents. No, I hear you. And hear even you. with that said, we can talk about that. But this is specifically Would you for still people drink today. in front of your kids. These are people who you might call your peers. Would you, know you still saying? drink in front of your kids? You know, it's not something I need to do, in all honesty. But the smoking's different. I think smoking and drink is different. It's a little different. Dr- smoking is like equivalent of drinking and driving with your kids. You so know you're saying, saying putting them in harm's way. Would you do something that puts them in harm's way? Yeah, would you make them more susceptible to asthma? No. Would you make them more susceptible no. to... Growing up with that, I would I would not. And I know so you have your own goddamn personal experience. I, I know what it's that. like, and I know I wouldn't do it. So, like, I get it. It's not... Yeah, and, and you're a healthy human. So, so it's not where to does say, that relate to... What type of people do you have in your yeah. life? Now, do you, if you have a friend who does that, or a co-worker who does that... In do front you, of you. Not in front of you, in front of their kids. In front of their kids. Yes. How would you consider that? I can't judge them. I don't know anything about... Well, you know, it's not about judging them. When I say dumb, essentially I guess dumb is synonymous with people that you don't have in your life. Do you think it's a poor decision? Or you don't surround yourself with. Poor decision that I wouldn't want to be around because it's an obvious poor decision? Yeah. I can't judge them. Do you think it's a poor decision? That's not a judgment. That's an answer to your own I don't know the circumstances. It's not like... I don't think it's black and white. So it's okay to smoke in front of your kids. I wouldn't. But it's okay. Live your life. That's your life. And your kid. Suffer through the consequences and survive them? I love my parents. They both smoke in front of me, so I put I'm not talking about your parents. I'm talking I'm about just, people today with 
you're comparing your parents to someone today, and there was a completely different set of facts. No, it's still smoke. They both still smoke in the house. They both still know that knowledge. Yeah, but my dad I'm stopped talking, smoking. Someone's a baby, a neonatal, someone whose brain hasn't formed. Someone's okay. kid today. I think, I think today. Do you think parents having kids today should be smoking in front of the kids? I guess maybe that's the question. I As think. a national policy, so let's take it. You're right. There's no definitive answer and shit. There's no judgment. But in terms of policy setting, now your your I job think. to make sure that millions of Americans will survive in life. What's your policy? As George Haleva's policy decision maker. <laughs> This is, this is intense and you're asking a lot, but... I'm asking a simple question. I don't have the answer, but I do know that historically, poor choices like that led into a gene sequence dying. Okay, so you're saying you wouldn't get on the policy side, you go more on the science and the research side and find research and then just try to help people this way to make the most decision. But you and gotta put the decision on themselves. But, but, you can't but make you're it. human. No, but you're human. You, you can, can't you, tell you're people. Human. Not, you're human. You can do scenarios. I'm not telling you to make a definitive answer. Like, I'm asking from a policy 50 50. Heads or tails, which, people which, themselves one should, which one do you go on? People themselves should decide not to smoke in front of kids. But I wouldn't. Okay, so people shouldn't smoke in front of the kids. No. But if you do, then it's okay. It's not the best thing, but you're not a dipshit for doing it. I'm talking about young people today with information. Dude, I don't... Young people. Your parents, our parents, people... people they're they've been young, doing they're stuff since the 50s and 60s. There are young people out there with information, and they've had more information now than they've ever had before, and they're still making dumb decisions. Just people. So you consider it a dumb decision? I didn't say this is a dumb decision. <laughs> it is a dumb decision. I said decision. there are people making dumb decisions with a lot of info. Dude, no one, even even our parents are humans, you know what I'm saying? And you can look at human behavior and determine what, without the bias, is it a dumb decision or not? Smoking cigarettes, if I'll say it, smoking cigarettes in front of your kids is a dumb decision. Drinking in front of your kids is not the best decision, but to be honest, drinking at least, and I'm not a fan of drinking. Doesn't There's a large parts of people who are not a fan of drinking. So to be honest, I'm not even on the side of drinking. So don't get me wrong. I'm just stepping in the middle between either, let's say drink is a sin, smoking is a sin from a religious standpoint. Let's, let's break it down. So I'm not going one's better than the other. I'm just saying from a smoking standpoint, it causes secondhand smoke, which is clinically, them. scientifically, Harmful to someone. Them. Whereas drinking, you're gonna fuck yourself up, and if you fuck yourself up too much, that you might then go fuck someone else's life up, which is really dipshit dumb. But at least you're not it's, drinking. It's people, there's no such thing as secondhand drinking. It's, it's unless you're drinking while you're pregnant or drinking. I think there's a lot. Giving a baby drink. Book drugs. I just try to use something that I can have. There, there, was, no, it, there was no Facebook. When your parents were smoking, you were young. There was no that Facebook. That is the only basis of comparison that I have. There, but there's a lot to of compare. Things. I'm just saying to compare. That is the closest thing in my mind. So what you're saying is because my parents drank, I can't rule out that is necessarily a dumb thing. Maybe the nicotine effect gave me a hyper sense of alertness and consciousness to be able to execute where I execute. But then again, you lived in a place where you could get fresh air, and you know you could get out. So you weren't like imagine a New York apartment, four hundred fifty square Dude, feet, and your parents just went. Do I like Rick and Morty? Because anything can happen at any time. It is completely random, and the point of that is just like you're gonna get people who smoke in front of their kids. You're gonna get people okay. who don't. They shouldn't smoke in front of their kids. The topic's done. I I understand where you're coming from. My only question is, does that morality go across the board, or do you pick and choose where you apply that philosophy? 
because I'm sure there's some things in life where you wouldn't draw that line. So my question is, I guess, where are lines drawn? I assume the line was drawn at health, but health, you know, unless you die at the spot is technically subjective because we can all die in many different ways. So, so where's, where's the line drawn? I guess just in like the severe things in life, like killing someone or like backstabbing I someone. Know. I think everyone has their own preference set of where they'll draw the line maybe. Yes, but people should strive to choose. There's, I think there's a right answer. There's a there's a delicate balance. I was trying to get to the stuff. answer, man. I don't. I don't. Let's not start trying to get close to answers. We've. That's the. I thought there the might answer. have been an answer, and your logic demonstrated that there is isn't an a answer. definitive answer. There's a there's a balance. There's a balance. That's an answer. You're saying there's a balance. So you're saying it's the duty of people to do bad things, dumb things, and it's the duty of people to do good things and smart things, and those things combined form the balance there are people who are going to strive to do the right thing and they're just not going to achieve it right yeah. long term long term but i'm talking about simple behaviors like someone who can study for a test and someone who doesn't study for a test and it's like those parties Does yes they can both get an a on their test but who did the right thing or who did the wrong thing or did any, did both choose their own know. path? That's a great question. I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know, dude. I don't know. But I wouldn't smoke in front of my kid. I've had asthma. So, like, the, the, it, I want to say, I want to say, don't ever, like, I grew up with that. Both my parents okay. smoked. That's like, fair. But I, I, I mean, we don't have to take it personal. I'm just saying, I, well, I'm trying to provide reference. Yeah, my brother had asthma and my parents didn't smoke in front of him. I'm trying to provide perspective. So it's not answer. even your asthma that's causing the answer, per se. Just my experience. Your experience. So, shouldn't smoke in front of your kids. Probably not right to do so, but who knows they might be one of the best parents ever and if the only thing that they do is smoke in front of their kids then like better than some of the other shit a lot better than some of the other shit okay so you take not a, there's no rational choice theory there's just a inductive method of observation and experience yeah and the experience and observation thus constitutes the conclusion that can be made yeah which is that's, that's, an answer. that's behavioral economics. That's, that's an answer. Right. That's, that's an answer. real time decision making. That's, that's an answer. That's you know short term versus long term. So hey, to be honest, that's 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 a good point. But the question is now. So yeah. The question is, <laughs> so so <laughs> would you want those you, people in your life, or who are those people? That's that's even the ultimate question. I was gonna, I was gonna stay on the line path right, of just the clinical research back in right. there. Is that you test this now, and so now you test it. You put I'm one person it. in box A, you put one bo- person in box B. You say you smoke, you don't smoke. You observe the results and see what. And then the results come out, and yeah. thus we we understand these results because these results have been done. You probably don't so smoke after in those front results, of your kids. What do you say after the results? What do you say? You don't smoke in front of your kids. And that's and that's <laughs> yeah. that's the fucking truth. Yes, I did. That's and the that's truth. the truth. That's the truth. And think and I talk a lot of shit on the U.S. But I can say to this day, the U.S. hasn't banned smoking from your house. You know what I'm saying? No one's banned smoking from your house. Exactly. No one. I mean, my mom grew up on a tobacco farm, so it's like, like their like, their life was making cigarettes so <laughs> for which country uh, my mom in Greece grew up on a tobacco farm and they made cigarettes for Greece they 
they planted the tobacco, they would dry it, and then they would break it down into the tobacco, and then they would sell it to the processing units. So I don't know if the process... So the farmers who the sold farmers. to the... Or the growers who sold to the... Just the manufacturer. Oh, so, so to, were, were they not part of them, though? They were kind of like an outsourced farm group or something? They were... The, generally, they were contractors for farming tobacco. So they were part of their farmer side, and then the processors were the processor side. There, yeah, there was a... There was a place where the farmers sold their product. And but a lot of the drying and stuff happened before the treating of like a tobacco product. I think it's different than the growing of the leaf. You know what I mean? And like so they grew the leaves, they tied them together, they dried the leaves, and then I'm not sure if they broke the leaves down into or they just sold the dried leaves yeah. to the company. But And so at what point do carcinogens come into play? Because, like, they say in the modern cigarette, there's, like, thousands of carcinogens. I don't know. Are those put in during the process, or are they farmed into the plant itself? There's definitely a spray that's added on to the, to the tobacco, and it's said to kill bugs so that they don't get to the tobacco. But I don't know. It doesn't sound like organic farming. But there is organic farming. Uh, there is organic farming of tobacco. Uh, it was, like... But I don't think they're good to smoke either, so... Can you smoke weed in front of your kids? I don't know how to answer that question. Is it different than tobacco? I just know I probably wouldn't. Is it different than tobacco, though? Different kind of drug, yeah. No, no, is it a different effect on your kid than tobacco? Like, smoking weed, you know, in front of your kid, smoking tobacco in front of your kid, is there a difference? Or are they kind of still, you can do it, but you you shouldn't do it, but... I don't don't know. Is there a difference between tobacco and cannabis when it comes to smoking it? Yes. Okay, but you don't know what the difference is. No, it's psycho. It's psychoactive. The one's psychoactive, the one's not psychoactive. If you blow smoke out and your kid gets secondhand smoke, you think there's psychoactive aspects that will happen to the kid? I don't know. At a young age and at certain doses, I don't know. Is there not psychoactive aspects of the tobacco? You think? Different. I don't, not I don't psychoactive think, though. I don't, I don't the think THC it's, secondhand I don't think smoke psychoactive properties is different than secondhand tobacco smoke. Nicotine. Is nicotine yeah. different than THC? Yeah, THC is its own molecule, its own specific psychoactive. Is nicotine drug. psychoactive? No, not really. So okay. like, tobacco is not really a psychoactive product per se. It's more like a cocaine speed, like. So, so what's the end concern? It's if the kid is exposed to a carbon dioxide to something carcinogens, that, pollutants that's going to be harmful. Are you saying, would you do an action that, for any reason, uh, affected your child, like, stunted their development? Is that, like, the... No, that's not. It's, it's just smoke, specifically. Smoke travels. It goes in a room. It's like, if you worked in a factory and there was, like, excess steel that was, like, melting off the product, and that you had a young child there who was inhaling the fumes you'd have to be conscious and then say you know what he'll be all right or you know what they'll make it through etc i'm sure as a parent you have to make these decisions all the time it's like okay i need to do this yeah kids here 
and it's always a cost benefit, right? And that's all I'm saying. And like I said, I have no there. There is no bad. There's no good. But I I'm just pointing out that there there's 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 a con to smoking specifically. You know, I'm sure we can like if you want to if we can think about something different than smoking and we can point the same holes to it maybe you can poke holes in almost anything you can do as a parent and discuss how it's harmful yeah uh, so you know it is what it is now I think back to the point is if someone smokes with a kid in modern day age it's not ideal it's not a decision you'd be like hey go smoke in front of your kid you know you that's not a recommendation not a recommendation <laughs> not a recommendation I think there's like two stars on Google's on that yeah two stars <laughs> two stars ain't bad it's edible I, I learned this the hard way it's edible it's not recommended though uh, fair enough and I think now yeah so that's what it is but the question is like would you have this person in your life you know yeah you would have that person in your life one dumb thing including smoking from your kids isn't enough to exclude a person from your life so I agree with that. so the question is does the sentence don't have dumb people in surround don't surround yourself with dumb people still hold true or is it just an obsolete statement and That's then what yeah. dumb is is that dumb is dumb. that action of it is dumb but it's surrounding I think it's not just because you know a person who does something bad you know does dumb generally dumb no, it doesn't mean you're surrounded. No, I think it doesn't mean you're surrounded by dumbasses, you know? It's just a person in your life who does something, which means is bad or dumb really not representative of a, a personal trait or individual trait, but you. it's more of a contextualized social conception of a process that you. should exist. And I think that's where I come from. When I say dumb, I'm not calling it dumb because it's dumb. I'm calling it dumb because there's science and research that says it's dumb. And then society has taken that research and said it's generally dumb. That's why I'm saying it's dumb. Yeah. But I'm a firm believer that society's bullshit. And that there's many societies in one society. So I'm just giving you one part of society. But what percentage? I would say that people who voted for Trump was dumb. And that Trump can be president because there's not that many dumb people. You know, I can make the same logics of how I'm making now. And be proven wrong. So there's no right or wrong here. By dumb, I'm I'm by dumb. I think we figured out that dumb is just defined by societal standards. Okay. There's dichotomies in life. I got you. I wonder what the opposite of dumb would be. What is the case for smoking in front of your kids? Addiction. <laughs> you just can't. That's the it. case. I'm just saying you can't help it. Oh, it's just part of the culture, part of the lifestyle. It's. Definitely part of my mom's lifestyle, and like, I, I think there's places across the world that do hookah. I just think the act of smoking in front of them, like, you can go outside. That's lazy. That, you can like, hide it. You can hide you, you like, can, Imagine you can hide it. You can't hide it. Imagine it smells. It smells so bad. It's an awful thing. I know, but you can you can hide it to yourself at least. You know what I'm saying? No, you can Yeah. I work with a guy think. who smokes, and he thinks his kids don't know, his mom doesn't know, and it's like, okay. But if he, if I take your philosophy, then I can go to him and be like, the kids do fucking know you smoke. Yeah, he does. But, but he definitely he, I've worked with him for years, and he's never indicated that that was the case. Which my assumption is that he's just really trying to not think about that. Oh yeah, definitely. It's an addiction, dude. I, that's I'm just human-wise, like an addiction's an addiction. So 
It's got power, dude. It's got it's got a shit ton of power. Addictions are hard, so I don't know. It doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah, it doesn't make you. It, I don't even think it makes you dumb. I just think it makes you human. Yeah, <laughs> but humans it just makes you human, like to be susceptible to mistakes, to mistakes, to habits, to addictions, to. So what's dumb? To error, to so, errors, dude. Who said that? This is like some philosophy. Anyways, so we're prone to errors. What what does dumb mean? Or is it does Let's does dumb question. exist? Because dumb I, I agree that dumb there's errors and dumb. There's dumb. What's dumb then? There's dumb. What's dumb? Know. What's dumb? Keep it simple. Something that kills you. Something that's like just a stupid decision that like game over. Ooh. Like, but game over can happen at any time, you know? It's like game over, there's a luck effect. So I can't I know. fully agree. Not, not a good I one. can't fully agree. I get where you were going with that, but... Can you develop it with me? Because I, I don't know. No, you know. can't go any further. Because, like, you know... I could go eat some halal right now from some random-ass car. I could be chilling. Someone else eat... Or I eat it another day, and, like, my stomach completely hurts. And it just so happened that, like, one day the worst shit was in there and I shouldn't have eaten it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's how kind of death works. It's like, it's like we do this shit all the time, like, but who knows, like, if I'm, I'm walk out and just go get hit all by right. a car right now. I can't control that. I got you. I'm and not- maybe I'm drunk and, like, having a good time and doing something stupid in the street. One day, I'm fine. The next day, some other dumbass person, or you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, that's why I can't I mean. go further. I agree. I, that's not what I meant. I meant more like, 